Welcome to the Nourish Rap Podcast, hosted by two passionate clinical nutritionists whose mission is to educate, inspire, and empower people to lead a more nourishing life. Katie and Jessica value evidence-based practice, holistic healing approaches, and practical health advice, all while having fun along the way. We thank you for tuning in and hope you enjoy the show. Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of The Nourished Wrap. I'm here with Katie King and today we are talking about the secret life of fat. Insert like suspenseful music, but um, (laughs) what we really want to highlight in this podcast is, um, well, what is fat and kind of what is the story behind it? Because there is a huge story, isn't there, Katie? Yeah, definitely. So this this, the topic for this podcast was brought about because I was talking to a client um, last week who isn't very, really, really smart and in the um, in the health industry. And I was talking about fat, and there was, um, you know, some things that I said that she was like, "Oh wow, I didn't know that," and it got me thinking because I think a lot of people think that fat tissue is just like just blubber you know it's just like this spare tire yeah (laughs) but and it's just kind of this inert it's just it's like a garage for fat literally yeah yeah just like a storage house but actually it really does have its own little secret life yeah yeah so this never gets talked about but fat has so much of a secret life that in a lot of um, research studies where they talk about obesity and fat levels and whatnot, they actually refer to fat as the largest endocrine organ that the body has. So an organ, guys, like so a fully functioning organ like our heart or liver. So it, it you know, it's on that, it's on that level. Yeah, yeah. an endocrine being any hormones so and again um hormones are those little molecules in our body that are communicators so they tell things in our body to do stuff yeah essentially yeah so you know without diving in too deep just yet if we look at that from a surface level um the take-home point is that fat is live tissue yeah and it's actually producing chemical messengers that are having an impact on our body telling our body to do different things affecting our metabolism um, affecting our gut bacteria, um, so it's quite complex. Yeah, 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 it is. It's really, really fascinating and um, a really exciting topic to talk about. So, um, as Katie was saying, that it is um, a, one of our largest endocrine organs, and so it does secrete things. So, let's talk about what some of these secretions are um, without getting too like. Um, too researchy, too boring. Yeah. Um, but essentially, inflammatory markers. Hey, yeah. Yeah. so we call them cytokines, or at a at a how do you say? Yes, yeah. um, is the inflammatory fat tissue markers um, such as that TNF alpha? Yeah. And- so there's like there's lots of substances, I suppose. Yeah. That um, that it's the whole topic of inflammation is kind of. It's a hard topic to talk about, don't mm. you think, Jess? Because yes. it's hard to define. But it is hard mm. to define. We don't want inflammation in the body, basically. We don't. And we've spoken about this on other podcasts, especially with our um, 
mental well-being series being how inflammation is like fire in the body so it just compromises things it makes it harder for the body to do certain processes and so fat tissue itself is secrete almost secreting even more little bundles of fire if you want to think of it like that yeah yeah so um i mean if you want specifics um interleukin 6 and tnf alpha yep names for a couple of the um, inflammatory markers that that are produced by well specifically white adipose tissue so white fat yeah which is the, the stuff we don't want a lot of you no know? Um, and the thing is that inflammation is I guess fairly largely accepted now to be characteristic of basically all disease. Hundred yeah. percent, yeah. So we know that um, things like depression are linked, or high levels of inflammation are associated with depression. Mm-hmm. Um, all kinds of chronic disease, from cancers to um, you know heart conditions to yep. autoimmune conditions. Yep. You know they'll all have um, Inf- yeah elevated inflammation. Yeah. yeah. So these inflammatory molecules aren't just produced from fat there are you know there's other places that they that yeah inflammation comes immune from. system is one exactly. yeah and in some in like inflammation we do need a little yeah bit absolutely protective. it's that chronic out of control yeah. bushfire yeah. we're talking about yeah so you can imagine that if there's a lot of this white adipose tissue so basically a lot of extra body fat then the levels of inflammation could be quite significantly mm. bad. Mm. And, you know, we often hear statistics like being overweight increases your chance of breast cancer or yeah. bowel cancer or depression or whatever it might be. And I think it's never really, the link is probably never really understood. No, it's not. It's almost like we go oh, yeah, okay, so you're carrying extra weight, so it's harder for the body, and therefore there's more chance of you getting sick. It's not, it's actually so much more complicated than that. Mm. And I think, you know, weight is a really weighty issue to Mm. discuss, isn't it? Absolutely. But um, the reality is that when someone is very overweight and they lose weight, it's not... It's not just that they feel better and they, they, you know, they're happier with how they look. It's it's actually that their health significantly improves. Yeah, like and on a biochemical exactly. level, yeah, we are getting changes. Yeah, um, and that's why, um, you know, these are some of the reasons why we're just trying to help you understand, you know, why that is definitely the case. Mm. Yeah. And as you say, um, you know, you know, being overweight or obese increases your risk of um, a multitude of other things. I think people don't realise that it is on that level of it's because that that tissue is actually secreting things which are burdening the body. Yeah. And it's not just the weight of it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's really important to yeah. highlight. And all that, I mean, in, in people who are really obese... You know, it's almost like they're carrying around. Um, it's like they're carrying around some other being that is basically doing everything it can 
to work against the body mm. as far as mm. yeah the exact opposite of health mm. so we've got inflammation um we've got other hormones like for example um resistin um is one of the hormones that basically gets pumped out by fat mm-hmm. and resistin makes us more insulin resistance resistant right yeah and like insulin resistance now oh, i get a bit tired of it in to be honest, because I feel like everybody comes into clinic and says, I think I'm insulin resistant. Yeah, it's like the next hot topic, yeah, right? It's like, yeah, it's like, I think I have candida. Oh, no, I think I'm insulin Yeah, resistant. yeah. It's so trendy at the moment. Yeah. Um, and look, you know, there's definitely a big problem with yeah. people being insulin resistant. Um, so what that basically means is, you know, in a normal body, we get glucose from food, not just from like sugary foods, but but energy from food. Yeah. The body produces insulin. The cells respond to the insulin, and the basically when the cells respond to insulin, they open the gates of the cells, mm-hmm. and and the cells can take glucose in, take nutrients yeah. in, and use it for energy. But in this insulin resistant pattern, basically the body stops responding to insulin. Yeah. So. Um, insulin levels keep going up mm-hmm. because the body's not responding. Mm-hmm. And then that's causing a whole other issue. Yeah. Yep. And blood, blood sugar levels keep going up because yep. insulin is not, um, well, the appropriate response. The cells aren't opening up and accepting yeah. the sugar and using it. Yeah. It's just it's like It's screen. like your teenage kid asking them to clean their room. They're just not listening. Yeah, hey, exactly. yeah, 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 not listening. So, um, you know... It's one of those chicken and egg situations where um, insulin resistance can definitely contribute to weight gain, mm-hmm. but then once there is extra weight there, it can actually make the insulin resistance picture worse. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So it's a it's a vicious cycle. Yeah. And there's other you know similar hormones that have a similar action. Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, so um, Katie's spoken about another hormone or another molecule that's secreted from the fat tissue, but another one that I know of is the, um, is the leptin, yes. isn't it? And that's, that tells that um, there's that sort of, we speak about insulin resistance and then there's also this leptin resistance that people talk about as well yes. um, and it being linked with kind of more appetite and things like that rather than the blood sugar picture. So um, there's also that side of it. Yeah, so leptin is actually tells us um, that we're f- when we're full. full. Yeah. yeah. So leptin resistance is kind of this concept that people stop responding to the message of leptin and they're resistant to that. So they can't actually, they actually don't ever feel that they are satisfied. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Lots of research going on around leptin at the moment. Mm -hmm. Um, There's, I mean, I did a blog post on this that was the named, you know, specific hormones and substances and stuff that fat tissue sticks, um, kicks out. But one of them in particular um, it's got quite a long name. Um, it actually interferes with... It's called plasminogen activator inhibitor 1, and it's a protein that interferes with the way we form blood, blood clots. Mm. So when we have higher levels of this protein, the body um, 
at higher risk of things like thrombosis. Yeah, so the blood and clotting. The and blood clotting. Yeah. yeah. And yep. obviously we don't want blood clots in the blood because that increases our risk of uh, you know, atherosclerosis yeah. and heart attacks and strokes. Yeah, and that's right. So, you know, what we're just trying to paint a picture of and draw awareness to is that the whole being really overweight and linking that to chronic disease, it's not just about carrying a spare tyre. It's the fact that the fat is alive mm. and it, it wreaks havoc with the body, yeah. basically. Yeah. And then that really highlights the importance of when approaching weight loss programs and things like that, trying to lose weight, um, that it's not just about kind of trying to get those centimetres off. It definitely is, um, but there's just, you know, a whole other picture to it. It's, um, you know, trying to lower your inflammation so that the fat can be um, moved a bit easier, released a bit easier, or, you know, just supporting the body on a holistic level because essentially that fat is having a systemic effect. Yes. Mm. Yeah, I think, um, you know, there's definitely a kind of attitude these days that it's like go hard or go home mm. and, you know, over-exercise, under-eat, you'll sort out body fat issues and obesity. But we are starting to acknowledge that um, being really overweight is really, it's a chronic health condition. Mm. But therefore, we also need to treat it like a chronic health condition. And so... It should be a holistic approach and yeah. it should be perhaps something that happens over a period of time. Yeah. There's this, I think, like, not to kind of, I mean, I don't really, I don't watch these kinds of shows, but obviously there's a lot of reality TV shows that mm. perhaps imply that people who are very large can lose, you know, huge amounts of weight mm. quite quickly. But, it can be more complex than that because you've got a whole nother ecosystem that you're basically trying to tame. Mm -hmm. And so instead of looking at weight loss as, you know, a race to the goal of what is the healthy weight, you know, you really, we kind of need to look at it as um, basically calming the farm mm -hmm. and, you know, all the other things going on in the body, like the inflammation, um, the high estrogen, mm. um, you know, the, the the poor insulin resistance, all of those things have to be healing yeah. in order for weight loss to actually happen, yeah. be sustainable mm. and, you know, finish at a finish line where someone's going to actually be able to maintain. And as well, another important picture here is as all that's going on with the weight loss is... Um, is detoxification and I don't say this in like a trendy like we need yeah. to be on a smoothie or a juice cleanse I'm saying it in a way that you know as we release weight or go on that sort of journey we need to be supporting the liver and um you know it actually as the the, the fat tissue is released we need to be supporting the um process of eliminating all those those almost toxic sort of build up of things um because what i often see is that if people start to lose weight yeah they feel great and then down the track they start to not feel very good because their liver has been a bit congested or yeah. um it wasn't working properly or digestion's not good so yeah. you know clearing out the bowels regularly yes and, yeah so i think 
Yeah, I don't say that in a trendy way, but yeah. just supporting on a biochemical, physical level, yeah, yeah, yeah is really think, important. I mean, that's probably a whole other topic, actually, Jess, and I'd love to do a, a, a podcast on detoxification yeah. pathways because I need to really revise them. <laughs> but, you know, there, there are... There are, like, up, I think there's seven metabolic detoxification pathways. In phase two. So, yeah, we yeah. definitely need to do another podcast on this, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, it is actually a real thing. Yeah. Um, detoxification and um, and helping the body to release weight and excess hormones and excess toxins and excess inflammation and all that is sort of another another whole part of the mm. picture. Because if you're not supporting that, it's just going to keep going throughout your body. And... Yeah, keep circulating. Yeah. It's like, it's like the whole, you know, it's like doing a poo every day. It's mm. like kind of getting rid of the dirty washing. Mm. I'm like, we don't want that stuff sitting That's right. Bed. And we all know how good we feel when we do a poo every yeah, day, right? Yeah. Compared to n- never going. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, so um, I guess um, what we wanted to kind of introduce in this podcast is just a different way to look at fat yeah um that it, it does have a mind of its own yeah um you know one of the things that i think we should touch on and this is kind of going back a little bit jess but we do know fat can produce a lot of hormones yes um particularly estrogen and store a lot of hormones yeah. so, so if you're eating or Look, in the world we live in, there's a lot of these um, xenoestrogens and yeah. these plastics and things like that. But a lot of that, those toxins can store in the fat, yeah. Yeah. Um, which is not good. Yeah. 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 So um, I think the whole estrogen or the whole hormonal side and the, the, the secret hormonal life of fat, um, you, you can often see um, in overweight men that, they actually, they actually develop quite high. They can develop high levels of estrogen. Yeah, yeah. And like man boobs. Yeah, and just hold. It's actually a real thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's not just extra flab. It's actually yeah. a hormonal. Mm-hmm. It's actually the hormones changing, mm. and um, you know their testosterone levels can be quite badly compromised. Mm. Um, and you know, low testosterone in men is mm. not a nice situation no. to be in lead to quite low moods and low energy and low strength and that sort of thing. Libido is a big one too for men, yeah. So um, what we're trying to introduce here is I guess just, um, you know, a side to fat that we probably don't talk about a lot. And also just getting back to a holistic approach when it comes to fat loss. Yeah. So, um, nothing, no shake program or even, um, even weight loss surgery on its own Mm. is going to be successful long term in helping somebody reach a healthy weight and stay at that healthy weight. Because at the end of the day, we need to be teaching people how to eat well, Mm -hmm. um, what to eat that's actually going to agree with their body and, you know, how to prepare prepare food and that sort of thing long-term so that it's not, oh, well, I finished the end of my 12-week shake program. What do I do now? Exactly. Yeah. And that's a huge thing um, and something Katie and I are very passionate about is this sustainability of um, 
of lifestyle changing essentially that's what i would call it it's lifestyle changing and enjoying the lifestyle change um because as katie said it's not yeah fat has this whole other avenue to it that we just don't know about but hopefully you guys are a bit more aware now and can share it with your friends and family too that um there's a whole whole lot of of like health stuff going on with fat yeah a lot of yeah a lot of increased risk factors on a whole other level than just more strain on the body yes Mm. and i think with the inflammation side of things um i think one of the one of the things that worries me is when people who carry a lot of extra fat are doing a lot of exercise Mm. because um while movement is great um a lot of high intensity and um high energy movement in a body that's carrying a lot of extra weight is really does it not just contribute to a lot more inflammation like that's that's my thinking yeah yeah um i don't know personally if i've seeing someone that's got you know a fair journey ahead of them it's more about well maybe we should just look at trying to get the food right yeah get a get 10 or 20 kilos off and then bring in um a more structured exercise routine absolutely and because in that beginning stage as well you know most people don't feel energized and Mm. so once we can get sort of that nutrition in place or some sort of plan in place, they'll start to feel better and then they'll go, oh, I want to move my body. Exactly. And then you are enjoying the process and this is what really helps build those sustainable changes. So yeah, de- definitely great point. Yeah. As opposed to just going out and smashing the yeah. body and, you know, running yeah. and, and you know, just, yeah. crazy high intensity stuff. Mm. Absolutely. Mm. All right, um, so that hopefully is, has woken, um, opened up a, a bit of a new world yeah. as far as fat's concerned. Yeah. Um, I Like I said, I wrote a, a blog on this, um, which was called The Secret Life of Fat, <laughs> and it's on my website if you want to have a look at it. Um, goes into some of the specific um, hormones and substances that fat releases mm-hmm. and basically is a bit of a summary of what we've talked about today. Mm-hmm. Um, but... We hope you've enjoyed that one, guys. Yeah. Um, and just to recap. Yeah, so our five little um, health values that we talk about at, at, at the end of every show is um, eat whole foods most of the time, switch off every day just to get some peace, um, get some good sleep, move every day in an enjoyable in, in an enjoyable way and make sure you listen to your own body because no one knows it like you do until next time guys we'll see you then